This week, we sit down with Farah, a lawyer working in the field of health law. In this podcast, Farah tells us about the process behind her decision to pursue law after obtaining a bachelor's health sciences degree. Farah also speaks about what it's like to practice law within the healthcare sector, including the intersection of her work with healthcare workers and patients. We also hear her interesting take on what students can do when exploring career choices during and after undergraduate studies. Hello, Farah. Would you be able to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, of course. Uh, thank you for inviting me to participate in this podcast. Uh, so my name is Farah Mohammed, and I'm a lawyer and I consult with and act on behalf of clients who are either in the healthcare space or who might be interacting with the healthcare sector. So very broadly, my clients include physician organizations, uh, other healthcare professionals like physicians, dentists, psychologists, and I also work with patients in some circumstances as well. I have a primarily solicitor's practice. So that means that I advise and advocate for my clients on paper and outside the courtroom. Um, I rarely see the inside of a courtroom these days. And then finally, I'm a graduate of the University of Calgary's Bachelor of Health Sciences program in what was then uh, the Faculty of Medicine. Now it's called the Cumming School of Medicine uh, and the University of Alberta's Faculty of Law. Thank you so much for that introduction. Now I'll be asking you if you can tell us a little bit about your journey and how you've come to where you are today. Specifically, what led you to pursuing a bachelor's degree in health sciences and subsequently a degree in law? Oh, absolutely. You know, if I think back to when I was applying to the Bachelor of Health Sciences program, I'm dating myself, but that was like over 15 years ago now. Um, so at that time, I was interested in caring for patients on the front line. And to be honest, I was probably leaning towards a career in medicine. Uh, so it seemed, you know, at the time that enrolling in health sciences would help me get from where I was to where I wanted to be. Uh, so that was my journey to the Bachelor of Health Sciences program. While I was there, as I mentioned, I started with a plan to pursue clinical medicine. Uh, but my interests changed over, changed over time as I gained work experience and was exposed to how multifaceted health science really is. I was a research associate at the hospital in rehabilitation services, and that's when I started to learn a bit more about research ethics. And I loved it, and I decided I wanted to learn everything I could about ethics in healthcare and health research, and that's what ultimately led me to pursue a career in law. I thought at that time, by going to law school, I'd be equipped with the skills and the knowledge I would need to explore those issues further and hopefully make a career out of it. And my career has involved somewhat. Um, I don't always deal with those issues on a day-to-day -day basis, but I have in the past. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, so as an individual working in health law, would you be able to elaborate a little bit on what that entails? Absolutely. Health law is a very diverse field. Uh, the way I like to explain health law is that healthcare or health professionals are in some way the subject matter of your work but the type of law that you practice can be varied. So I can give you some examples. If you work within a healthcare institution, a hospital, for example, you might be a healthcare employment lawyer. As an employment lawyer, you would deal with the relationship between the hospital as the employer uh, and the staff who are the employees. You might deal with labor issues if certain staff are part of a union or a bargaining unit. You might deal with employee discipline issues 
or you might negotiate contracts when you're hiring leadership for your organization. If you work in private practice, you might represent clients in the healthcare industry who are involved in some sort of dispute. So if there's a malpractice claim against the physician or other healthcare professional, you might be defending that claim. Uh, if you're a patient advocate and you have a patient who has had uh, adverse experiences with the healthcare system, uh, you might be the one who's looking for compensation or justice on behalf of that patient. Another example is if you're working for a company that develops healthcare technology, so surgical equipment, you might be involved in negotiating contracts for licensing or selling that technology, or you might be an intellectual property lawyer uh, patenting the technology that's been developed. Very, very interesting. Thank you for sharing. And then also, would you be able to speak about your specialization within the field of health law? I'd be happy to. So I have a few areas of focus. Uh, the first is working with not-for-profit organizations in the healthcare space, um, in not-for-profit governance. So what that means is that I help organizations put in place and follow the rules and procedures uh, that they need to follow in order to fulfill their mandate, whether that relates to fundraising um, or supporting Canadians that live with a particular illness or disability, um, or, you know, it might relate to supporting the education and mentorship of a particular group of healthcare professionals. I also work with healthcare professionals to help them establish their practices uh, and develop policies and procedures for how they operate their clinics and also develop succession plans. So as an example, in the event a psychologist who has a private practice finds themselves unable to continue to care for their patients, you know, what does that look like in terms of transferring their patients into safe hands and possibly closing their practice if they need to? Um, in the context of COVID-19, we were also looking at ensuring clinic policies and procedures aligned with guidance from regulatory bodies, so the College of Physicians and Surgeons, for example, um, and the government. I also work with patients who are interacting with or who may be interacting with the healthcare system. Very broadly, I would call that advanced care planning. That involves developing advanced health directives and planning for incapacity, um, planning for end of life, especially for patients who are ill, who have an idea of what their trajectory is going to be. If a patient has lost capacity, without having been able to do any advanced care planning, then I would work with their caregivers to figure out what they need from a legal perspective to support that patient or family member. Thank you so much for sharing. Do lawyers, now something similar to this question that we're wondering is whether lawyers in health law work alongside physicians, allied healthcare professionals and patients directly? Whether you work with these groups of stakeholders really depends on your particular practice area. For the most part, I would say that most health lawyers would interact with them to some extent. If you're representing a client, you might be representing a physician or allied healthcare professional as a client um, or a patient as a client. For uh, physicians and healthcare professionals, you might be consulting them as an expert on a case uh, or a witness if there's a litigious situation. I can give you an example from my practice. So in, in my practice, I work with um, all of the above physicians, allied healthcare professionals, and patients as clients. Not all on the same file, of course, but you know, I'll work with each of those stakeholders at different times. That's amazing. Now that we've discussed some of, just more so learned more about what uh, health law entails, we'd like to ask you about some of the challenges that you've faced while navigating and establishing your career and how you've overcome these challenges. When I was graduating from law school, 
I knew that I was vaguely interested in this concept of health law. But I think unless you've been in the industry for a while, it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly where you want to be in the healthcare space. I was not aware of how diverse the field of health law is, but you have to start somewhere. So I started working with a regional law firm, and I had some exposure to health law as part of a litigation practice. While it was interesting work, it wasn't quite where I had seen myself ending up. So I found a few other opportunities in private practice uh, and in the public sector working in a university research setting and a healthcare and quality improvement setting with a provincial healthcare organization. So those experiences um, led me to my current role as a lawyer and consultant in private practice. So it sounds like when you were faced with this dilemma of choosing exactly what you wanted to do, you took the initiative and you took it upon yourself to further explore opportunities and look into what you were interested in. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, I think that, uh, that is, that's an accurate way of describing it. I think if you don't feel like you're in the right space, you kind of have to take it upon yourself to figure out what the right space is. You know, and it takes a little while, but eventually I think you make your way to where you feel like you need to be. For sure. Thank you so much for sharing. Hearing it from professionals that are in the field now is really encouraging and inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, of course. And now just to shift the lens a little bit on more so speaking upon what you see as needing improvement in Canada's health system uh, from a lawyer's perspective. Sure. Yeah, I'd, happy, I'd be happy to answer this question from a national perspective. The healthcare itself is a provincial mandate. So each province has its own legislation um, that speaks to how a resident from that province interacts with the healthcare system. And one area a province legislates in is how a resident of their province can prepare an advanced directive. What I would like to see across Canada is a bit more consistency in what those requirements are. So informally, there is a bit of reciprocity. Um, so a healthcare directive made in Alberta um, for a resident of Alberta you know, may be accepted in British Columbia, for example, if someone moves there without having had a chance to update their advanced directive. Um, but, you know, it's sort of um, informal recognition. Um, so a little bit more consistency or even a provincial, provincial consensus as to what is required would be great to see eventually. Uh, I think that this applies to other legislative pieces as well in the healthcare space. So, for example, if you're looking at health information privacy, again, the rules around that are going to look different as you move from province to province. So eventually it would be nice to see a little bit more consistency there as well. So now we're going to move on to the next question. And we'd like to ask you what kinds of skills you think uh, your health sciences degree equipped you with to allow you to excel as a lawyer in health. The, the focus on inquiry-based learning was so helpful, uh, learning to navigate legal practice in the real world. In a health sciences program, you really learn to define all of the facets of an issue that you're facing or a problem that you're trying to solve. You learn to ask the right questions. Um, once you know what the right questions are, you think about how you're going to find that answer, what the steps that you're going to have to take to get there are, what the reputable, reliable resources you can rely on are, you know, what can you take at face value, what do you need to be more critical of. 
So the inquiry-based process is so helpful because depending on your practice area, you know, there can be a lot of research involved when you're working on a file for a client and you know, all the files that you work on are problem solving of some sort. After you practice for a little while, you can sometimes start to see similarities in the files that you encounter. But for the most part, no two files are the same. There's always a new problem to solve, something new to learn, something new to research, uh, and the skills you learn in an inquiry-based program really make a difference. Thank you so much um, for sharing that. And I completely agree with the whole side of inquiry-based learning being very applicable in health law, but also in other areas of the health systems. Um, and so now I, we want to talk a little bit about uh, what kind of resources or opportunities you think students should pursue uh, or get involved in to prepare themselves um, if they're interested in health law. I would suggest that students really use the tools and the skills that you develop in an inquiry-based program to go beyond thinking about you know, health law as one specific all-encompassing practice that just kind of you know fits in this one box. Take the opportunity to learn about the many facets of where healthcare and the law intersect. Pursue any avenues that seem interesting to you. Another thing I would mention is that you learn about law in law school and in legal practice. So before you get there, take the time to really develop skills in your area of interest that will complement your legal education and your legal practice later on. Um, develop an expertise in something that you love, that is unique to you, that you can bring to the table, and that's going to set you apart, help you tell your story, and make you a more interesting candidate. That's amazing advice. Thank you. And so kind of along the same lines, but more so general, if you had any advice for prospective healthcare students, what would it be? I would say pursue your interests, pursue the things that you're passionate about and that drive you and that you are in love with, but be open to learning about topics um, and areas that might be outside your comfort zone. Diversity in your knowledge and your experiences is only going to make you a stronger student, a stronger candidate, a well-rounded member of your community, and um, you know a stronger com contributor later on take the time to make connections. We're all human. We've all had to start somewhere. You know, reach out to somebody who's doing something you think is interesting. You know, the worst thing that can happen is they can say no and you know, find someone else and try again. You know, you'll get there. We've all been there um, and, and we all want to help. So you know, don't be shy. Put yourself out there and um, things will happen for you. That was the last question that we had. A huge thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me.